long. Two hours, two hours late. Slightly. I've often thought that if you could walk up to somebody and say, in the next five hours, nine hours, ten hours, you're going to be GBH, for example. I thought about the, th- the fear that would install in that person, about how much it would modify their behaviour actually actually they'd be constantly looking about the place wondering where this wounding was going to come from it does happen it's not a crazy thing to say but of course the, the definity of that statement that diagnosis you're going to be GBH'd in the next 10 hours that's what makes that's what would make that revelation uh, a frightening one if it's frightening the right word a concerning one I can't quite grasp the right word but it does happen people do get GBH'd and it happened tonight actually to one of my colleagues had a violent arrest and it it all went bendy and that officer has been quite seriously injured their whole life has been thrown into a a state of disarray not going to work for a number of months any physical activity is going to be severely affected I'm I'm not proposing we get into a conversation about determinism and free will here it's a bit early or late for that whichever way you want to look at it but it is a strange thought experiment and I, I thought about it because I, I saw that officer today in the yard before we were going out kissing up the cars and stuff. He's not on my uh, team, if you like. doesn't work within the, the geographic area that I work in. He works on a neighbouring area and he briefs out of the same nick as I do. So I see him across the yard most, day, every other, most days, every other day, something like that. Um, we have a lot, a lot of jobs that overlap. They they support us, we support them. So see him fairly regularly. I saw him in the yard today with his crewmates, the usual wave and oh mate, and then went about the day. And then when I heard it come over the radio later, it's it's never a nice thing to hear. And as I was getting to the car to to go to the job, 
I thought, fuck, that's I'm not going to mention his name, of course, but I saw him earlier, and that that thing of seeing him earlier just just plugged in a different element for me than than I think. Oh, hang on, the phone's moving around. There we go. Plugged in a different element than than how to, than, by comparison to how it normally feels when I hear that an officer's been injured on duty. Even if it happens when I'm when I'm on shift, if I just like a picture him earlier on in the day getting shit together in the yard and getting ready to go out and no idea what's what's coming, just like the just like the rest of us. Could have been a lot worse. He, he's he is ultimately going to be okay. It's just going to be a ropey few months for him. Um, turned into a right old job with everyone and his brother there and became attracted um, won't go into the gory details but negotiators and <coughs> people in tack vests and knee pads and all sorts so there's a lot going on and thinking whilst I was there it's funny to see that big blue machine working in full swing it's quite rare it does that really Um, most most jobs I go to I'm going on my own double crewed if you're going to nick someone nasty three of you but it's never um, you never got tens of officers or very very seldom do, do you have where I police tens of officers and that's what we had today at this job and <clears throat> with jobs like this you, you can see all the moving parts The road is, looks like a police station car park. You got people walking around with hats on. Um, it's quite good to see it like that, actually. Um, it's quite good. It's good to see. It's sort. It's sort of like a. Um, it's giving that that big blue animal a space to run Doesn't, we don't get many opportunities to flex what the organisation can do and I mean admittedly this, this job wasn't too bendy it was one geezer who was acting like a prat being very violent um, and uh, got, got himself into a position where could have inflicted a lot of damage, um, but it was it was manageable. But it was only manageable by uh, intensive resources. And it's quite good to see that working. What struck me when we were, we were down there is, um, well, two two things. 
<clears throat> firstly, when before I was in the job, I used to think about big incidents like this because it's the kind of stuff you see in the media. I imagine the the news will probably do a little bit on this, um, probably just local news. But nevertheless, it's it looks quite a dramatic scene, uh, and it'll be if it is written up, it'll be. The whole multiple-hour episode will be condensed down to, you know, a column or three, and you, you'll get the wave tops of what went on. And that's when you're when you're outside the job. That's sort of all you know about the way policing works, because um, all you can know you can't you can't have that inside scoop. That, that we have um, that is not how it feels at all from from the inside when you're inside those jobs unless you make a, a deliberate effort to zoom out from what, what you're doing um, which is in itself usually quite difficult at those jobs because what you're what you're trying to do is is, is uh, requiring the majority if not all of your focus um, that's what I wanted to come back to. You, in that in that environment, you're you're just thinking about your your job in your particular space. Um, it's of course good to be mindful of that strategic objective, but that that's for the people who make strategic decisions to worry about. You've <coughs> you've got to have your your tactical awareness within your specific role so at this job I did nothing for hours that for, uh, for hours other than hold a shield on a containment with another six officers but what I, what I found quite nice about that or nice nice is a weak word um, for what I'm trying to describe what I found um intriguing about this situation was that usually at jobs I'm it's just my mind spinning things through um, because there's no one else to talk to or influence I mean of course you call up don't you I'll call the, call the skipper or the senior PCs and ask them what they think about this load of old shit um but this wasn't like that. We sort of had six minds tasked to the same tactical, like small set scale, tactical objective. And as a consequence of that, you you you're able to each feed in your perspective from your own experience, from your own required expertise, and and much of that because that. Experience Experience and experience and acquired expertise is different for each individual copper. Um, you end up with a like an accumulated net positive because you've got your experience, you've got your tactical insight, and you've got everyone else is there. So you've got you've got those six sets of eyes in this situation that I was in earlier. All looking at the same thing, 
all developing contingencies, all, all saying to each other, we thought about that, that what about if, if this happens, are we, have we got something in mind for that? And he said, no, actually we don't. Right, in fact, if it goes that way, uh, if you you leave, mate, we'll drop it. You know, I'm not going to get into the specific stuff we, we were talking about, but there was probably probably five things that came up within that, that group of six that I was with I thought oh, yeah I'm, I'm thought that that's worth that's worth thinking about and, and and likewise I said some bits and pieces that didn't occur to other people and that's natural of course because what we what we know about <coughs> how to manage those tactical high risk environments is is based on the the experience we have um, and that's happened all over this job various teams attached to it each with their specific mandate of what to do and therefore it was um, it's quite a unique experience I've, I've, God, I think the last job I had like that was well into last year I think where you've got multiple officers there multiple different teams um, Yeah, it was an interesting one. And I, it's, a, it's a good moment to take stock of because I think it's taken a lot to get to get to this stage. There's a, there's a lot of accumulated wisdom that is being exercised in these environments that we we, we tend not to tend not to really pay any tribute to we never really have that conversation I don't think that's a bad thing I don't excuse me I don't think we really want to be sat around thinking how bloody well we're doing um, but in those in those situations where I mean this this job earlier you, you'll know the type of job I'm thinking about it could have gone really wrong. There were there were tens of moments when, if we zigged when we should have zagged, it would have all come tumbling down. But that, that didn't happen. It it all worked, and it all worked really well. Um, and it's a, it's a hell of an achievement for us to be able to do stuff like that. And and also, now that I think of it, operate without any without any prejudice to this individual. We're, we're dealing with him as we would deal with any other person who was suspected suspected of the offences that he he was suspected for. And um, the fact that. He's GBH, our colleague. Didn't that wasn't even talked about when we were there. I, I don't didn't have any any conversations to that effect. Got back in the office, different story. Um, there were some pretty terrifying things being said about this about this individual. Most of them by me. And uh, I fucking deserved it as well, wanker. Um, 
and the, re- the reason I don't mind that, by the way, the reason I got no, I got no objection to him being spoken about like that. Um, so, well, a, he is a wanker. He's deviated my colleague. You're a cunt. Um, so, does <coughs> anyone? If anyone doesn't like me saying that, oh, I don't think there's any listeners to this podcast that would have objections of that, of that kind, but if there was anyone out there in the world that would object to me speaking about somebody who'd done what he'd done in the manner that I'm speaking about, and well, you can kindly fuck off, I don't. That, that is my informed opinion of this individual, but the, the main thing is... That the main reason I don't have an issue speaking this way or my colleagues speaking this way when we're in the office in, in private having that bit of decompression is because he doesn't have any bearing on how we dealt with him. No one no one is taking him to one of the old ghost stations with a steep stairway into a black room. No one's doing that. No one's doing that. They're dealing with him in the same way that they would deal with any other person who'd done what he'd done. Because it's not... We've come to a... We've come to a place where we've decided collectively that it's not right for us to administer justice. It's not right right for us to operate with a bias. And we all, every single officer down there, all auteured that decision. Even when you, you you might say when you're hearing about your colleague up at the hospital and you, you know the ramification that this is having on his life, you might say that those officers will be forgiven if they um, they dealt with a bit more harshly this this individual. I can see how I can see how that case would be made, but I would have to, on principle, argue against it. I just I understand the sentiment at hand. In fact, one of the one of the firefighters who was there, we went in afterwards to capture evidence. He said, I don't know how you do your fucking job, mate. This bloke could get the good news if I was you. Um, and I I just tapped my body worn and said, uh, no comment. Uh, and I really meant no comment because I'm not going to get into... I'm not going to undercut what is essentially a gesture of solidarity from that fire officer to uh, to make some philosophical point about an independent agency of uh, crime prevention, detection, and public protection, etc. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that uh, because. Well, I, tr- I try best I can not not to be a knobhead, particularly to big burly firemen. Um, two seconds, just pulling in someone. So yes, the no comment was a was a tidier reply. I've, got to, I've pulled in. Cause I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get some bacon. I'm gonna. I'm going to have roughly 25 rashes of bacon when I get home because, well, uh, I need to, I need, I need a sort of, what do they call it, 
Um, self-care. That's it. My, bacon is my, my self-care. Um, I think that was that was it. I'll probably start sort of waffling. I'm teething. Waffling on if I uh, if I speak any more because I think I've I think I've made the points I've wanted to make. So shorter one today. Um, when will I be back on? Probably probably tomorrow. I'll be back on. Um, so I'm gonna go get my bacon and go home, cook that, and sleep for a few hours, and then get up and do it all again. Good weather though. Sat here in the sun, really, really nice, really nice. In a little scenic spot. I love that. That post night shift sunshine. It's really good. And you've sort of been through those grim hours in the night where there's loads going on, and you just think, "Wow, fucking, when is this going to end?" And it's nice to see it, to see it, the daybreak on that night. And I sort of. I like as well looking at looking at people going about their their daily lives and um half when I came out of this job I sort of came I mean everyone in the immediate vicinity knew knew what was going on because of the emergency service presence in the area but you know I go two or three roads away people coming out putting their recycling out or going off to work they've just got not a scooby doo about what's what's going on and I think back to the individual concern, and it's, it's another it's another point of pride for us because if this this individual in the state he was in was allowed to uh, roam about this island, he'd have, he'd have caused mayhem. He'd have terrorised people. He terrorised every single person that he came into contact with before uh, police got a grip of him and contained him and uh, eventually detained him. So it's nice when you go three roads away and there's little kids going off to school and people popping out to see their mistresses. Yeah, it's nice. Right, that is it. We'll wrap it up. Be good. Um, All the usual stuff. Share the podcast if you want to. That. That seems to be the main way it gets about. A few people will find it just by searching, I think. Lots of people who are joining the job, they um, they seem to find it just on a search, but most of your old sweats have come across it because someone says, yeah, geezer, geezer, look at this, UK, UK cop podcast. Yeah, give it a listen. What is it? It's called a podcast. It's like radio, but anytime. So keep doing that. That really helps. Uh, be good. Look after each other as much as you can. Um, and I'll be back. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. And we'll catch up then. All right. Be good. Bye bye.